From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 20th of September. Good afternoon. Today we'll be talking about some revelations from over the weekend surrounding Prime Minister Liz Truss's Chief of Staff. But we'll also be discussing three of today's other most important stories, as well as looking into the controversy surrounding Shinzo Abe's funeral. But first, Liz Truss gets into hot water. On Sunday, the Sunday Times, a major newspaper in the UK, broke the story that Prime Minister Liz Truss's chief of staff, Mark Fulbrook, had been interviewed by FBI agents as a witness over an alleged criminal plot to bribe an American politician and influence a US election. According to the report, the investigation relates to the alleged conspiracy to subvert the democracy of Puerto Rico through an, again, alleged bribe by an international banker and Conservative Party donor. Now, this investigation into Herrera Volatini isn't anything new. Back in August, the US Department of Justice actually charged Herrera Volatini with conspiracy, federal programs bribery, and honest services wire fraud crimes which carry a penalty of up to 20 years in prison, with the department alleging that Herrera Villatini bribed the governor of Puerto Rico to quash the probe into Herrera Villatini's Puerto Rico-based bank. At the time, attention was focused on Herrera Villatini, who had donated more than £500,000 to the Conservative Party during Boris Johnson's time as Prime Minister. Now, the Conservatives stress that all donations are properly and transparently declared in full compliance with the law. But fast forward to today, and the Sunday Times alleges that Mark Fulbrook was made a formal suspect of the DOJ and FBI investigation earlier this year, with the FBI asking the UK's National Crime Agency and the Metropolitan Police to facilitate an interview with him, something they agreed to do. Besides being Liz Truss's chief of staff, Fulbrook is a major player in the British political stage, especially when it comes to the Conservative Party. Fulbrook ultimately ran both Truss's and Boris Johnson's leadership campaigns and was a key advisor to Johnson, David Cameron, Margaret Thatcher and John Major. Fulbrook was also, until April of this year, part of the CT Group, the huge consultancy led by renowned campaign strategy Sir Linton Crosby. In any case, a spokesperson for Mark Fulbrook stressed that he was committed to and complies with all laws and regulations in any jurisdiction in which he works, and is confident that he has done so in this matter. That being said, a Whitehall source talking to the Sunday Times stressed that Fulbrook's involvement in the FBI investigation, in whatever capacity, posed countless problems, not least the diplomatic ramifications of having the Prime Minister's top advisor being investigated by Britain's closest ally. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories you might have missed. A judge in the US city of Baltimore has overturned a man's murder conviction in a case that was the subject of popular investigative true crime podcast Serial. Adnan Syed was sentenced to life imprisonment over the death of Haymin Lee, his ex-girlfriend, whose body was found in 1999. 
23 years later, the now 41-year-old Syed has been released to home detention after the judge vacated his conviction in the interest of fairness and justice. And that's because the judge ruled that the state had failed to share evidence that could have helped him in trial. Prosecutors now have 30 days to decide whether they'll go ahead with a new trial or just drop the charges. And it's worth noting that Case Review has pointed to two possible alternative subjects, which is potentially good news for fans of the podcast Serial, which originally brought worldwide attention to the case and raised doubts about Adnan Syed's guilt. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your everyday routine. Or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. Next up, the small African nation of Equatorial Guinea, one of the world's most authoritarian countries, has abolished the death penalty, according to state television. The country's vice president, who is also the son of the country's longtime president, tweeted, I am writing in all capital letters to seal this unique moment. Equatorial Guinea has abolished the death penalty. Now, the country hasn't officially carried out an execution since 2014, but it's been accused of forced disappearances, torture and arbitrary detention, with many using this as evidence to criticise the 80-year-old president, one of the world's longest-serving non-royal leaders, having been in power for more than 43 years. The death penalty does remain in place in over 30 African countries, but Equatorial Guinea now joins a gradually growing list of those who have abolished the practice, including Sierra Leone in 2021 and Chad in 2020. Finally, over the weekend, a hacker managed to publish seemingly authentic pre-release footage of the development of the next instalment in the Grand Theft Auto series, GTA 6. More than 90 videos and images were leaked in what many have termed to be one of the largest data breaches in gaming history. The hacker claims to have, as happened with the Uber hack we mentioned in Friday's daily briefing, managed to access Rockstar's internal Slack and then their servers. They then threatened to leak the source code of GTA 5, the second biggest selling game of all time. In a statement, Rockstar Games, the studio behind the series, confirmed that it had recently suffered a network intrusion, with a third party accessing early development footage of the next Grand Theft Auto. Take-Two Interactive, Rockstar's parent company, has since issued a number of copyright claims against the leaked videos and images, in an attempt to scrub all instances of the leaked material from the internet. But cleaning stuff up online isn't always as easy as you might want. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see us discuss why Shinzo Abe, Japan's longest serving prime minister's funeral, is so controversial, then you can watch the extended, ad-free version of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. 
That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.